advice you can understand. So here's a thought. The closest that you can come as a human being to being perfect is owning your imperfection. Rory, you're slightly more short-sighted in your left eye, so we might need to look into adjusting your lenses, but your eyes are totally healthy. I looked back at the optometrist in, in absolute bewilderment. Are you sure? Positive. She takes out this clumsy-looking model of an eye and pops it on her lap in front of me, takes a pencil off her desk and then points to the rear clear section. Alvitreous is a gel-like substance, and over time what happens is it starts to break down, causing tiny little squiggles we call floaters that reflect light onto the... I'm trying to pay attention to what she's saying, but there's this huge fucking cobweb of grey lines skittering up and down across my, my left eye. The point is, what you have is totally normal. It's likely been there since birth. Huh. Uh, is it worth getting a, a, what's it called, a vitrectomy to get rid of the flat? No, not at all. They're not that bad. What you'll find is your brain over time will filter them out. I walked out of the optometrist and I paused a moment in the busy thoroughfare of the shopping centre. Busy shoppers are passing in front and, and behind me. There's a moment here where I tried to entertain the conclusion of what the optometrist has just made. It's normal. There's nothing I need to do. I'll learn to accept them. I can't even get through it. I turn my eye to look at something and there's a, a horde of these brown shadows that, that hurtle across my vision. And once again, the little cobweb settles in the middle of what I'm looking at. What a load of bullshit. I muttered under my breath, shaking my head and glancing over my shoulder back at the optometrist as she pulls in her next client. You know, she doesn't know what she's talking about. I march off down the thoroughfare like a self-entitled white person back to my car. I didn't know it then but I was about to embark on one of the single biggest solo endeavours of optical-related appointments my city has ever seen. When my ravenous run of consultations was concluded, I was to see five separate optometrists, one ophthalmologist, and chew through more than 500 bucks. Not one person made any conclusion, any different to the others that I'd seen. And, and despite the diagnosis of, your eyes are fine, I stubbornly remain steadfast in my belief that my eye floaters were abnormal. This is called perfectionism. We don't tend to really recognise how dangerous perfectionism is, which I, I expect is probably because most of us don't or have never seen it that way. It isn't always has been a benefit, you know, mentioning the idea that it's toxic to people. I mean, I tend to get the same response every single time, which is, you know, how is there anything wrong with striving for your best? And that's a really good question because that is not what perfectionism is. There is a massive difference between the goal of trying to be your best or the value of trying to be your best and the value of actually being your best. Trying to be your best is, is like a process-based thinking. It's about the process, whereas perfectionism is the end result. It's results-based. So the definition of perfectionism is actually the refusal to accept any standard short of perfect. That's actually what the clinical definition is. And it's been marketed throughout our existence as an important core value of being successful, spiritually, emotionally, physically, being perfect. You have the means, especially in a westernized society, to be perfect. And if you're not, well, then you must be doing something wrong. Very, very black and white style of thinking. It's, it's the same thing that try-hard athletics coaches would tell their 13-year-old team. If you don't win, you lose. Well, no, actually, dickhead, if you don't win, you come second, don't you? And we are fed stories of winners or those who do things perfectly, like daily, and we chuck them 
up on a, on a pedestal with rosy eyes staring at them in glee of what we could do if we were all so perfect. That's the benchmark. Sports stars, bankers, entrepreneurs, actors, media personalities, success. It's always in our reach. If we were just perfect, we could do it. And if we can't meet that expectation of perfection, well, we start to feel marginalised, slightly outcast from the rest of what everyone else is doing. And that gives rise to some difficult thoughts and feelings, doesn't it? Anxiety, sadness, frustration, etc. Which is natural, isn't it? Because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. In our society right now, 30% of people are perfectionistic or identify as such or close to. So that is, that's two and a half billion people because there's eight, I'm not good at math, but there's eight billion people on this planet. Two and a half billion people who believe that perfectionism is a realistic and a central goal for their lives. This terrified the shit out of me when I read it for the first time. And if it doesn't scare you, I'll explain why it should very simply. There is no such thing as perfectionism. There, there's no such thing as perfect. There's not one thing on this planet that is perfect. Not one. Yes, you might think that your boyfriend or girlfriend is, oh my God, he's perfect. You'll yell out from the rooftops on one alcohol-induced evening of sub-adequate lovemaking, but he's not. Okay, he still shits with the door open. Sometimes he doesn't even make the bed. And you call that a filet mignon in sauce bayonnaise? I mean, that looks like dog turds in glue, Derek. Christians will say that the only thing that is perfect is the Lord God. And honestly, I, I'm probably inclined to believe that. We as human beings notoriously are not perfect. Sure, we might get close to perfect. That new house, that new car, that sunset. But they are never truly, completely perfect. Because perfectionism objectively is is flawed. This means that there's two and a half billion people who legitimately believe in something, a core value of living that is not attainable and doesn't exist. And I'm one of those people. I'm a perfectionist. This is why it's scary. Because 30% of the population is readily putting themselves through pain, making themselves more susceptible to the ingredients that create, you know, episodes of anxiety or, or depression, all because of a concept that isn't actually real. 2.4 billion people. And that number is actually tracking upwards. The generation study, who was it done? Conducted um, Thomas, I'm probably saying his name wrong, Curran and Andrew Hill. They did about 41,000, 42,000 American, Canadian and British college students with a bunch of data that was taken from the year 1989 across to 2016. They, um, they deduced that there's been a 30% uplift in just social prescribed perfectionism alone, which is massive because a lot of the core opinions and values that we adopt today are both from other people, but from what we see circulated online. Well, shit. <laughs> well, just stop being perfectionistic. Quote my mum, 2021. She literally, literally said that a couple of weeks ago when I was workshopping this, uh, this podcast. It's not that easy. It's not like, fuck it. You know, you can just flip a switch and stop trying to attain perfection glory. When it comes to thousands and thousands and thousands of years of conditioned thinking, nothing is ever easy as that. Think more trying to close a floodgate by hand at the Three Gorges Dam in China while you're shit-faced on 11 shots of tequila at 1am. That's the effort. It takes years and years and years, and it happens very, very, very slowly with a supreme amount of effort. Perfectionism isn't just a mindset today. It is actually a way of thinking, and it's modelled to children at a very young age by parents who um, subscribe to an achievement-oriented living model. Wow, Barry, you mowed the lawn perfectly, so you get a lollipop. 
Wow, Barry, you got a hundred on your exam. You get a lollipop. Wow, Barry, you had a bath without also voiding your bowels in said bath. You know what you get? A fucking lollipop. Yeah, we get it. Barry's getting rewarded constantly for being perfect. So now he thinks that when he gets into his adolescent years, that that's what he's supposed to do. So it's a familial characteristic that then also falls under a wider cultural expectation as a society. So it becomes obsessional, entrenched, and very, very, very hard to shift. It's in every single decision that you make, no matter how small, no matter how large, every action that you take, and it becomes a core value of how you behave as a person and as an adult. So shifting this is extremely hard, which is why 30% of us, two and a half billion people, will find ourselves being perfectionistic without actually acknowledging that we are doing it. So just like driving a car is second nature or blinking or chewing food, so is this. So is this way of thinking. It doesn't matter that we literally might not be able to do something perfect. Our minds don't care because it's black and white. Because as far as our minds are concerned, it has been developed to think that perfect is always an achievable goal. What I'm about to say, I fully understand, is like torture to a perfectionist. But try and do this small task, but do it intentionally not perfect. It might be something simple, like maybe pour a, a, a liquid into a glass or something and let it intentionally splash down the side and don't wipe it up. Maybe don't wash the dishes at the usual time that you usually do or go for the walk when you, when you usually do. Or, or maybe when you park your car, just park it a little bit crooked. So do this and then see how your mind reacts. Observe how your mind reacts. Now, you can stop it here. I mean, this is the beauty of podcasting and do that. But I'm going to move on as if you've just done it at this point. Did you notice when you did that, when you intentionally did it imperfect, how hard it was to move forward? You're bombarded with thoughts about how it could have been better. You're smashed with feelings of guilt, these distractions, complications. You, you, you just get a sense that you'd feel so much better and complete if you just went back and did that task properly. And this right here is the shittiness of this whole fucked paradox. You either A, remain perfectionistic in which you invest a ton of energy into doing something perfect in which you, you never will do it perfectly. You get disheartened, frustrated and sad and then you cry on the couch and devour a kilo of chocolate. Or B, you try to live an imperfect life but because you're so geared to try and be perfect, you're racked with guilt from your mind. You get disheartened, you get frustrated then you get sad and then you cry on the couch and devour a kilo of chocolate. You might think at this point, oh well, if this is the way it is, I may as well be perfectionistic then. But there is one big difference between both of these. Yes, both of these scenarios uh, result in difficult thoughts and feelings. But while perfectionism leads you to becoming consumed by this obsession, shying away from people and the, and the things that you love and the life that you want to live, being imperfect is actually the opposite. I mean, yes, you're still going to feel shit, but you'll actively be living the life and doing the things you want to, which leads us to the next part of all of this, which is what do we do about perfectionism? You very gradually, with a shit ton of kindness and patience, open yourself to the possibility, the reality that you want, which is this, you're not perfect and you don't need to be. But remember, we're not some cosmetically altered blonde influencer sprucing optimistic lingo here. This shit is extremely hard to do. I've said it the whole time. You need to expect that your mind is going to go all DEFCON 1. It's going to start sounding alarm bells. Whoop, 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 whoop. And then yelling in your ear, Cassandra, what the fuck do you think you're doing? 
Remember, though, that this isn't your mind hurting you, and it's not your mind punishing you, and it's not trying to kill you. It is trying to help you because you've been teaching it since a young age that being perfect is pretty important to you. You're going to experience a lot of difficult thoughts and feelings along the way, which is likely going to cause you to slip up. Thoughts like, you're a failure, you can't do anything right, you have to do this again, coupled with feelings of guilt are expected. I I can guarantee that they are going to show up. So you need to forgive yourself and understand that this is just part of the process. And in an ironic way, if you're feeling guilt, it's actually an indicator that you are on the right path. As fucked up as that is. You start small. You take little steps every single day to go against that perfectionistic behavior. Remember, you're not fighting against it. You're just choosing to live a different way. And it might be something as small as, I'm not going to wash up tonight. So uh, I might ask the underpaid, miserable supermarket attendant where the condoms are, even though you don't want condoms. You know, you're a, you're a raw dog. Kind of, that's a horrible joke. And I said, open yourself to the possibility, the reality that you want, because you know, and I'm talking to you, I'm not talking to your mind. I'm talking to the person that you are deep down. You know what you want to be and you know the life that you want to live and the experiences that you want to have. And there is a part of you, you, that acknowledges that all this fixation on being perfect is taking time and energy away from doing those things. You don't actually really want to be perfect. Think about it. I don't really believe that in you, that you want the end goal to be perfect all the time. Your mind wants to be perfect, but I know you as a person probably doesn't. You just want to do the best you can. You want to deliver to the best of your ability at all times. And you want to be known as someone that gives their all. But you don't want your life to hinge on whether you can do things 100% right. That is fucking exhausting, even just saying it. Imperfection is part of who you are. I mean, this is what makes you unique. The weirdness, the wonder, it's fantastic. Imperfection is also part of being a human being. To round all of this out, for me, the discovery of that eye floater was, and I completely understand this might sound ridiculous, it was an extremely, and it is, an extremely challenging time. I spent hours of my time away from work or with my fiance researching what to do about this when I knew I couldn't do anything. In short, I spent time and I spent energy and I spent money in the pursuit of making my eyesight perfect. The reality is I don't have perfect eyesight. When I read and I watch a movie or I might play a video game or I talk to a loved one, I have this grey cobweb thing that likes to settle in my cone of vision, often just where I'm looking. And sometimes it's distracting and sometimes it's really frustrating. But this thing is part of me, like an arm or a leg or the thinning hairs on my forehead. It is, it's part of my story and it's part of what makes me unique. Just somewhere along the line, I, I think I decided that I needed to have 20-20 vision and no visual impairments. It's a nice idea, but it's, it's not reality. I might have known that. My mind didn't. There's someone out there who might have perfect vision, you see, but then maybe they have chronic headaches, or maybe perhaps there's someone who doesn't have headaches but has pain in their forearm, or maybe there's someone who doesn't have pain in their forearm but they struggle to sleep, or someone who doesn't struggle to sleep but gets motion sickness, or someone who doesn't get motion sickness but has eye floaters, you see. Look at your own thing you struggle with, And ask yourself this question. If you didn't have to be perfect about this thing, if you could just click a button, flick a switch, (laughs) and it went away, how do you think you'd feel? Putting all that energy into living the life that you want to live, doing the things that you want to do, interacting with the people that you want to interact. There's your answer. So here's a thought. The closest that you can come as a human being to being perfect is owning 